looking live at one of the grandest venues in American sport, the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. So much hype has been heaped on this college football game, Dan, I'm beginning to have a hard time swallowing. All the band is out on the field! He's going to Welcome to the First and Him Podcast. Let's talk that football. And we're back for a little bit of a later week edition of the Week 10 uh, preview episode this week. Um, we're we're going to go through our normal kind of rundown tonight. We'll talk about some of the bigger games. We'll have Ted on. We'll have our guest picker, who our guest picker is actually going to preview the, the early games with us. Um, he's the only one who has podcasting experience and is the reason we have this podcast. So we're excited to have him on for the full show tonight. Um, but we will have him on for the, the guest picker slate. And then me and Connor will be back at the end for, for the uh, best bets. So a little bit later than normal. It's Thursday night this week. Um, that's that's solely on, on me. Um, I, I, I had a little bit of school this week. Tim was feeling a little under the weather. Um, but with that, boys, how are we feeling? Feels great. Uh, this is a wonderful week of college football. Uh, conference plays absolutely heating up. So very excited. And this special guest, we've been waiting for this one all year. <laughs> yeah. Great to be on with you boys. I'm, I'm loving watching the podcast, listening from afar and get to make my debut long time listener, first time caller, as they say. And you're right, Connor, great slate of college football. I'm pumped because Q's plays on Friday night this week. So I've got all of Saturday off to just lay on the couch and watch a whole lot of football. Oh, wow. It's- uh, it's it's honestly incredible, Connor. He said one sentence, and he's so much better than us. <laughs> yeah. It, well, that's how it should be. I mean, I get paid to do this stuff. If you guys were better than me, it'd be kind of concerning. No, 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 no. I know it's it, that that was all all props to you, Tim. No, no. Uh... We we were talking before the podcast even started, and I'm just like in my head. I'm just like his voice just sounds good. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. So for for those of you that don't know, Tim Tim does. Uh, Tim, you could you could talk about your role a little bit, but Tim works with the Syracuse football team or, or every all athletics yeah, team. All athletics, but right now it's football season. So and now getting into basketball season as well. So this is like the busiest time of the year for me. But football, I do pregame, postgame show hosting, and then sideline reporter during the game. So a lot of my job recently has just been pacing the sideline at cool venues as Syracuse is losing by like 30 points and trying to figure out who the eighth player that's been injured in the game is and who's gone in the medical <laughs> tent most recently. Sadly, I mean, that's just, that's the nature of it, but it has been fun because we've gone to Florida state this year, which was like uh, one of the better venues I've seen and the chief Osceola and all of that. And then we just got back so from cool. 
Yeah, it was so cool. And Lane Stadium, we went to on a Thursday night, Virginia Tech. And that was also amazing with the Enter Sandman and all that. So even though Cuse has been terrible for like a month straight, it has been some cool venues for me to be at. Yeah. And I just, I just want to uh, caveat what Tim just said. He's on the sideline with, with these teams. He's not stealing signs. So just, just, just to put that out there, Tim is not stealing signs, not wearing the sunglasses with rumored to have cameras in them. Um, but anyway, um, let's, let's get into it. We'll, we'll start tonight. Um, we'll, we'll go through some of the bigger games this week. We'll save the LSU-Bama game for the end of the guest picker slate because it doesn't really matter the way we're doing tonight's episode. But just for consistency purposes, let's put it that way. And let's start um, going with the big noon kickoff this week. Kansas State at Texas and Connor kick us off here. Yeah, this one is going to be very big for the Big 12 uh, conference championship game. Both teams four and one so far this year. Uh, Malik Murphy's a quarterback. He's definitely not Quinn Ewers, uh, def- like not nearly as good throwing the ball. Uh, Kansas State's got a solid running at- rushing attack, uh, and they can also stop the run. So it'll be very interesting to see what Texas is going to do on offense. Um, but yeah, I'm fired up for this one. Um, Kansas state actually ranks top 15 in both scoring and, uh, defense. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, from, from the big 12 perspective, we're probably figuring out who between you have Kansas, uh, I'm sorry, you have Kansas state, Texas, you have Oklahoma, Oklahoma state, and then you have Kansas and Iowa state. Those are, I think the, the top six teams right now in the rankings, I'm not sure I don't have them pulled up, but yeah, well, there's, I mean, there's a five way, there's a five way tie at that. Yeah, conference. exactly. So we're, we're going to find out a lot. And, and I mean, you got Texas with a backup quarterback and Oklahoma going on the road this week, which a game we'll touch on in a little bit. I mean, we, we could see a wild shakeup from what we thought leaving the red river rivalry three weeks ago. Um, yeah. And I don't but, think Murphy is, is very good throwing the ball. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I feel like this is basically a, Big 12 semifinal game, like for the conference championship game, because exactly. Yeah. Whoever wins this game in Texas, obviously has a ton to play for playoff implications wise, their schedule. I remember glancing at it earlier in the week. It's not that hard after this Kansas state game. And I don't know exactly when they get Quinn Ewers back, but if they could get through this game, then all of a sudden there's definitely a path for Texas to be pretty likely to make the uh, college football playoff. Yeah, do you guys do you guys think we're going to see any of Arch this weekend? Because I, I think Murphy was fine last week. He didn't do. I mean, they played BYU. He he was good enough. Um, but but I don't think good enough is going to be good enough this week, right? I think you're going to need to get a little bit more out of the quarterback. And I mean, we've obviously heard a lot about Arch. Um, what do you guys think? You think we see any of them this week? Yeah, I mean, it, I think it depends. If if they have ten points at halftime or down, you know. I 100% think you see Arch. Um, if it's a close game and their offense seems to be somewhat ticking, I, I don't think you'll, you'll see him. But I think it's one of those, you know, Alabama was playing bad and then they put in uh, Tua over Jalen Hurts. One of those situations yeah. where if the offense isn't clicking, I, I, I think they have to do it, especially with the – especially with – they already have a loss. They cannot stumble here. They have to yeah, win they if they can't. want to go to the playoff. They can't. And especially, like, like Tim said, this – the loss coming in Big 12 play, this this game has um, a lot – there's a lot riding on this game. So, Texas, mm-hmm. they got to be good. Um, I think the matchup I'm most excited for is how Will Howard plays. Um, we, we've seen him once um, 
in a road environment when he played Oklahoma State on that Friday night game, which he did not look very good. I think since then, Kansas State has gone back to the drawing board a little bit, and they I can't I can't think of the backup quarterback's name, the guy with the crazy hair. Um, but they've used him a little bit in, in running, and I think it's opened up their offense a lot. So, so I'm excited to see – because I think Texas' defense is pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I think a pretty good matchup with, with – Will Howard and that. I can't, Avery Johnson, I can't right? Is that your thing? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. He's played more um, recently. Like a, that, That's what I'm saying. He's yeah. been starting to play. So so it'll be good to get him in the mix, and I think it's going to be a pretty good matchup with, with Texas' front seven versus Will Howard and, and Avery Johnson and, and that Kansas State offensive line. Yeah, Kansas State, I mean, they're probably one of the hotter offenses in America right now. And I got to say, like, they stick to what they're good at. They know their identity. It's ground and pound power spread offense. They've got a really good offensive line. That's a lot of veteran guys. They're a tough team to play against, especially when you factor in that they're probably just going to hog up time of possession, the way that they run the football. So I would say, I mean, I feel like Texas isn't a really tough spot here. I know they're the home team and you guys talking about Arch Manning. I guess it's a, decent idea to bring him in if you're really desperate because it's kind of like a now or never situation when you consider what yeah. expectations are for the season but it's also tough to bring in like for your first college game at this type of stage and kansas state's defense is like a 335 defense that's got some interesting wrinkles it's probably just sort of tough to pick up where the blitzes are coming from so i'd be kind of surprised if we see arch manning but i'm not that high that murphy is going to have a good game either so yeah, yeah, no, it'll be that, interesting. that part about Avery Johnson rushing the ball, Gabriel had a over 100 yards against Texas rushing the ball at yeah. quarterback. So that's just something to keep your eye on there, too. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and let me ask you guys what, one more question here. So, so we're talking about Arch Manning. What do you think is a tougher spot for him to make his essentially first real start of significance? This either he's not, we know he's not starting this week, but come in on Saturday in this spot or the, the next time he'll be playing in a real against a real FBS opponent will be at Michigan next year. Um, so <laughs> I don't know what you I don't know what, what way you want to introduce him. Either way, it's a tough it's a tough environment. Um, and uh, but anyways, well, from experience, uh, you don't want your first start. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say because <laughs> because uh, our our quarterbacks are still scarred from that one. So. <laughs> Well, good, uh, good way to wrap that one up, Connor. Um, and we'll we'll save the picks. That one is definitely going to be on the uh, the guest picker slate. So we'll we'll keep moving here. Um, let's go between the hedges. Uh, Missouri at Georgia. I think the spread is right around seventeen with the over under at fifty five ish. Um, this another big game in the SEC East. Um, really, the deciding game with kind of Florida not looking great the last couple of weeks, um, and really no one else in contention here. Um, we, this is a big one in, in the SEC, um, a good, a good opportunity for Georgia to prove that they're kind of on that upward trajectory and a, an awesome opportunity for Missouri to go between the hedges with nothing to lose and let it rip. Um, so Tim, you want to start us out with this one? Yeah. Well, remember guys, this was the game last year that Mizzou kept it like shockingly close against Georgia. I think it was like 26, 20, 26, 22 or something like that. Yeah. So no. I, I mean, that might give you some confidence if you're Mizzou. They're having one of their better seasons in a while. I saw Kirby Smart talking this week about their defense, and obviously the head coach is going to just praise the opposing team and hype them up because that's what every head coach does. 
but he said something like Mizzou is one of the best defenses they've ever played since he's been at Georgia. <laughs> I find that hard to believe. <laughs> Statistically, I think they're like pretty average defensively when you look at how they size up against other SEC teams. But I don't know. I'm really high on Georgia at the moment. I think this is obviously when we really find out about them over the next couple of weeks. But even though they don't have Brock Bowers, I thought they looked great last week. Their offensive line is just so good that it's hard for me to see Mizzou keeping this close. Yeah, I'm with you on this one, Tim. Um, I think this is like a good, good, uh, fun story for Missouri. They're seven and one. They they get an opportunity as a top twelve team to go to go and upset the number one team in the country. I'm not gonna lie. I don't. Are we are we sure Missouri's good? Like in all honesty, their best win is is Kansas State at home, which we just talked about. Kansas State. I mean, that's a solid team. They played LSU. They lost. They should have probably won that game, but they lost by ten at home. And I mean, other than that, they don't. They haven't really played anyone. Um, so I and I know we we talk about the SEC gauntlet. The SEC isn't what it traditionally has been. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm not that high on Missouri. And and I think, like you said, Tim, I think we've started to see Georgia separate themselves. I, I've been saying this for four, three, four weeks now. I think Michigan and Georgia are starting to put themselves in a class of their own. And I think Georgia's going to come out and and I don't know how Kirby does it, but just convinces his guys that every team is better than them and they just go out and they, <laughs> they play good football every weekend. So I, I don't see Missouri having a lot of success in this matchup. Um, and I think Georgia's going to flex their muscles a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think Missouri is a fluke. I think they're very good offensively. And when you have a talented offense and arguably the best player on the field, every single day you walk out, you're going to win games. Um, I just don't think they have a defense. They kind of remind me of like t- Tennessee almost like they have a really good offense, but they just, they can't be physical and win the big games. Um, and we kind of saw that versus LSU. They just couldn't stop LSU's offense. All the LSU's offense is a wagon. Um, but Georgia's the best part of Georgia's defense is that secondary. So I don't know if Brady cook and Luther burden are going to be able to, I guess, dominate like they have during the season this year. Um, but yeah, it's a tough, tough matchup, but I mean, I don't think it's fluky that Missouri seven and one right now, given their schedule. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I don't need their top 20. Like, I think they're a top 25 team. I just, they're just not on Georgia's level. Um, but yeah. at the end of the There's... day, if this game is, you know, 42 to 28, I wouldn't be like shocked. Um, I, I do think Missouri can score on Georgia. I just, it's going to be very difficult. Um, and I don't think they'll be able to stop Georgia's offense. Cause it's been kind of clicking lately. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, we, we've we've talked about – I mean, we've talked about this in the past. I think in these bigger games, like you said, not being physical enough um, against Georgia, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt you against a Michigan, which we've seen with Ohio State, which I'm scared Ryan Day is going to come after me. But um, Ohio State has not been as physical, right? So, so against these kind of – this style that Georgia wants to play and the style Michigan wants to play where they want to impose their will um, – I don't know. I, I just – I don't see Missouri being able to, one, keep up, or two, be able to get any stops. Um, I, I think this is going to be a blowout. Yeah, I agree. I, I think basically the big difference in this game is probably going to be Georgia's going to hit three or four explosive plays. Missouri's defense is prone to giving up a lot of big plays, and they're just going to set up a couple runs probably in the first drive, and then, boom, there will be a play action over the top or something like that, and that will kind of set the tone. For the rest of the game it sounds weird guys but i f- 
feel like it might even be underrated just how good Georgia has been under Kirby Smart. And I know there's a lot of stats out there, but they've won 41 of their last 42 games. So it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's like it's you can't talk about it enough. You know, I, I know everyone's talking about Georgia and this year's schedule has been a joke and they honestly haven't been great against the spread this year. But in general, we played this game so many times where it's like, all right, here comes a team that's trending up, going into Georgia, into the hedges. How are they going to fare? And usually more times than not, we're just like, well, there goes Kirby Smart again, and there goes Georgia. So it's hard to pick against them. Yeah, no, it, it, it's truly remarkable. And, and Michigan has obviously been on a good stretch the last couple of years, but it's like they're still in a, a class of their own. Michigan's lost, what, three games in the last two seasons? And and Georgia's like Georgia's in a different tier, right? So it's like, like you said, Tim, it's it is almost underrated, which sounds criminal. That yeah. The number one team back to back national championship is underrated, but how good they've been! Like winning games is difficult, which every fan base, every team will tell you. Like winning games is hard, and just the fashion they do it in week in week out, and the consistency is is remarkable. Yeah, even tougher when you're not stealing the opponent's signs too. Ah, exactly. I exactly. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Like I, I'm not. Like I said, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm not. I'm not denying. We we don't need to get into this, but I I think everything that happened happened. I will I will let the process play itself out, and once we have facts on everything, um, I think it's going to be impossible to prove. So I don't think it might as well have not happened. Right. Um, but yeah, no, that's it's it's not it's not it's not good. It's not good. There's 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 no sugarcoating it. Um, I don't support cheating. I support competitive advantages. So we'll we'll see what it's deemed. Um, but but for now, it's still a competitive advantage until until I'm told otherwise. Um, well, let's keep going. The other the other big game at three thirty. Um, the last the last edition of Bedlam. Um, I just want to start out. This is a three thirty game. This is a joke. This is a fucking travesty. This is not a night game. Um, Connor yep. is big on this. Um, with with the with the big games not being played at night, and it's because of the TV. And honestly, fuck ESPN for all the bullshit they've done with Michigan the last the last week, and fuck ESPN for not putting this game at at seven or seven thirty. It's a fucking joke. The fact we have to watch Colorado every week on major networks because Dion, and then we don't get Bedlam on seven thirty ABC. It, it's it's a joke. Um, but. I, I don't want to overshadow it too much because this is going to be a really good game. Um, I, I think Oklahoma State is playing some of the best football at anybody in the country right now. Um, I, I've been say, I feel like a broken drum. I've been saying this for the last four weeks since they've gone to Allen Bowman. Um, they've been great. The the emergence of Ollie Gordon. I mean, he is he's shooting up Heisman boards like crazy. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the stat. He is uh, he's the first player since Barry Sanders to rush for two fifty in back to back games. Jeez. Um, yeah, that's, that's good. That's good company to be in, I'd say. Um, but yeah, I mean, Oklahoma state's just been playing good football in, in Oklahoma. Um, I, I almost think it, I don't want to say it benefits them losing last week, but, but kind of, they, they might've come down from that high, the Texas high. Um, we all saw them on social and on TikTok and all those guys. And I can't remember the, the defensive back, the guy with the mullet. Who's yeah. acting like they won the national championship? Putting out, he got the tattoo. He did all this dumb shit, and it's like, it almost felt like they they put a little bit too much emotion into that game. Now, kind of being knocked off by Kansas last week might take them down a couple stoops. 
Um, so I don't know. I'm excited. Um, Bedlam has, has proven to be a great rivalry in the last, I don't know, 10 years. Um, both teams have been competitive, and, and I think we're going to get a really good game on Saturday afternoon. And uh, where's where's uh, Stillwater? Is that is yeah. that right? Yeah, Stillwater. Stillwater. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, Ollie Gordon is 553 yards in the last two games. He's averaging like eight and a half yards a carry. Um, he, he's a freak. And Oklahoma just gave up 225 yards to Kansas. Um, if the, I mean, and it, and Kansas <laughs> couldn't throw the ball. Bean no. was terrible. Bean was awful. Fifteen of thirty. Bean was fifteen of thirty-two for two hundred eighteen yards. <laughs> and I mean, Kansas <laughs> knew what they were doing. They were going to run the ball, and Oklahoma couldn't stop it. So I have. I mean, if they can't stop Ollie Gordon, this game could be just a blowout. Because right now, Oklahoma State is clicking on all cylinders, and Ollie Gordon may be the best player in the country at the moment. Yeah, it stinks that this rivalry is ending because it's honestly one of the more underrated rivalries probably in college football. Uh, Agreed. I, I feel like it's either going to be Oklahoma just comes out and sort of has a revenge factor to them after laying an egg last week and they win this in a blowout fashion because Oklahoma is the better team, like top to bottom, than Oklahoma State. But it's hard, like the spread is six and a half for a road dog, it's hard to swallow that many points. I think it's either Oklahoma wins big or Oklahoma State wins a close one is kind of my feel. And I don't have a great lean on this game. I do feel like it's kind of an intriguing matchup because it's basically one of the best running backs in the country against a bad rushing defense. And then Oklahoma can throw the football and Oklahoma State's pass defense is not good at all. So it probably is a game where both offenses are kind of going to do what they want and it should make for a fun, exciting rivalry game. I will say, HUD, I know it sucks that it's not a night game, but there's so many night games that are good this week that it's kind of nice that they're spread out a little bit as well. Um, from like a fan. Yeah. 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 No, I, I do. But, but I mean, you, you tell me, would we rather have Washington USC at seven thirty or, well, but it's West coast. Like, so you kind of have to, no, no, no. I, I, I get it. I get, no, I, I, Tim, I, I yeah. understand it. I'm <laughs> just saying it's, it's, it sucks. Like this, this game, like, do you guys remember the game? I think it was two years ago. It was on Thanksgiving weekend with the bedlam at night. I mean, yeah, that that, was it was great. in Stillwater. Like that would they wear the blackout uniforms? Like it's it's just it's everything that you want about college football. Like um, I remember as a kid watching Justin Blackman at Oklahoma State, um, and like just blackout uniforms. He was sad, at yeah. night. It was yeah. incredible. He was a freak. He was outstanding. And yeah. their running back, uh, their running back when he was there, I forget his name, but they did like a special on him. He would take a nap an hour before the game. That's that like is an insane. actual nap. That's and like insane. they were sitting. It was a that that was like his pregame ritual, which is put him in wild. put him in jail. Put him in jail. Um yeah, so the the only other thing I have on this game is the one thing that I am curious about this is is I know this we, we talked about this is the last time we're gonna get this rivalry. This game means a lot to Gundy. He played in the rivalry, he's coached the rivalry mm-hmm. a ton. He was talking shit on Twitter this week. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, I saw that. I, I, I don't know. This this just feels like a ripe spot for kind of – they can knock Oklahoma off the last year in the league at home in front of their home crowd. Um, I don't know. This this could be a good one, but I, I agree with you, Tim. I don't – I think it's it, 
I'd be hard pressed to see Oklahoma winning a close game here. I just, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's either that kind of wide margin that Oklahoma comes out and plays a really good football game, or Oklahoma feeds all Oklahoma State feeds off that home crowd and, and gets a uh, home upset. Um, so we'll see. I got, I'm, I am fired I got up for a this question one. on this. So I know, like all these rivalry rivalries are ending, um, and then I guess we kind of saw Texas and Texas A and M are going to start playing again. Obviously, they're going to be the same conference. Why can't a TV network like buy a rivalry? I mean, I, I guess I get why because it's conference. But like, how well, cool I think would it be if we just got Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, like even put on Amazon Prime every year at night, or like, do I don't, I don't know. Just I want to well, see these it's... rivalries be played. I think it's less of the TV networks. I think it's more of the schools aren't going to schedule home and homes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's I think both, it's more though, like, because if you're a TV network, you lock in Big 12 for the year. If you're ESPN yeah. or, you know, if you're Fox, you have Big 10. So how pissed would those networks be if they're losing a huge game that when they paid for a contract for the year. I mean, it's just, they're never going to negotiate a contract and be like, Oh yeah. And you can have that one game on the side. That's great. That we would yeah, love to have. Yeah, but. Yeah. Well, ro- mm-hmm. do the, if it's a home and home, do it like the TV market goes blank for the big 10 and goes elsewhere for the sec. Like switch I, up the I, TV network each year. Yeah. I don't know. I just want to see these rivalries. It just pisses me off that yeah. money's basically controlling the sport that, you know, was about amateur athletes at one point. So yeah. Yeah. And these guys, oh. they don't care about the actual sport, like, itself. So, the TV exists. Yeah. yeah, no, they, they care about money. But it is what it is. Anyways, it's going to be a great a great ending to the rivalry on Saturday. Both teams coming in playing well. So, that's, that's exactly what you want and, and hope that we'll get another good one this year. Um, so, let's go to last game here. Um, the night game we touched on. Or, uh, yeah, 7.30 game. Um, we watched it in traveling. Uh, to to Southern California, another big one in the Pac-12. Um, we 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 had a little bit of college football playoff tomfoolery putting USC at twenty here. Um, I wonder why they did that because they they have this game right. So, but um, a really good matchup, a really a really big game. Um, we we've been down on USC this year a lot, um, rightfully deserved. But when you look at USC, they have one Pac-12 loss and they still kind of control their own destiny. Getting uh, getting Washington. I'm not sure if they play Oregon or not. I don't think they do. Um, but either way, if they if they win this game and they win out, they're probably getting in. So big stage on Saturday night. Um, big game. I'm excited. And Connor, I know you you. I think you personally hate USC, <laughs> and I think you hate Lincoln Riley. Um, so you can kick this one off. Yeah, I do. I mean, it, it, <laughs> I'm not even gonna go into it about on USC. Everyone's heard me rant. But their defense is atrocious. It's a joke. Those players, they literally don't do anything. Nothing. <laughs> they, they walk out with all their swag, and then they just don't do anything. They don't tackle. They don't guard. They don't do anything. They're, they suck. Um, but I'm fired up to watch Michael Penix. Um, he's going to torch this team. Um, and, yeah, I think Washington actually just blows USC out. I don't think USC is good this year. I think Caleb Williams is propping them up single-handedly. Um, their playmakers don't look that great this year. Um, and I think it's a lot of Caleb Williams just trying to do it all, but his offensive line can't really block either. So, um, yeah, I'm fired up for this one, though. I'm really excited to see Michael Penix get back to where he needs to be because the last couple weeks, um, well, I guess, yeah, the last couple weeks they've struggled. Um, so I'm excited. 
Yeah, it could Jim. be kind of a passing of the torch moment from Heisman winner last year to maybe Heisman winner this year if Washington comes in and just plays like we know they can and they dominate USC's defense. We were joking before we hit record, but you really like can't set the over too high in this game. I believe it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 75, which honestly still makes me think that the over is going to hit because one of these teams, probably Washington, is going to get to 50 points, I think. And I know it's tough to swallow an over that big, but USC's defense is just so, so bad. And Washington's probably one of the best passing offenses in the country. I know they've been struggling a little bit lately, but I don't know. It's hard to back the Trojans right now, the way that they've been playing and the way that the offensive line has been protecting Caleb Williams. I guess the argument for them is it feels like Caleb Williams is due for a bounce back game and kind of a, I'm the best player in college football. Remember me type of game. Not that he has been like bad recently, but he just hasn't been Caleb Williams good. And it's for a lot of reasons outside of his control a little bit as well. But I don't know. I'm excited to watch. I, I think USC is just trending really down. They've been really bad against the spread. So I see why you hate them, Connor, and their defense is just so tough to get behind. Yeah. And, I, and I've been fading in the last three weeks. I, I, I don't, I think I just hate Lincoln Riley, actually. That might be it. I mean, he was at ECU <laughs> at one point. Um, but I just that don't still doesn't ECU. feel real. Didn't he take Alex Grinch for defensive coordinator when he left Oklahoma to bring to USC? Which is a, a, a hilarious. Like, what are you? What are you doing? Your your defense was bad at Oklahoma. Like, I, I just don't get why these coaches get tied to these coordinators that just aren't good. I don't know. Yeah, so I think I'm yeah, actually Alex gonna, Grinch is gone though. I don't. I don't think he's. There. Oh, I think I think Alex Grinch is gone. I'm actually going to take a, a little bit of a different opinion on this one though. Um, I I do actually like USC in this spot, and and I've I've taken USC a lot this year. Um. I don't know. I feel like we've hit rock bottom with USC. Like, how much worse can they possibly be, right? And and I think the spread in this game is down to three points. Now I think I know. The spread is down to three points. This this feels like a spot they're begging you to take Washington. And what has Washington really showed us in the last two weeks, three weeks, that, that has made them look like a, a legit contender, right? Like, they struggled at home. They didn't score an offensive touchdown at home against Arizona State. Granted, it was raining. It was a late game. It was a, it was a letdown spot after Oregon, and then they they sh- they honestly they they could have lost last week to Stanford. Stanford's atrocious. Um, so I, this isn't as much of a fade. Washington is more of it. I think I think we've hit rock bottom with USC, and I, I do think we kind of like Tim said we we're gonna get Caleb Williams on a national stage where it might be a hey guys remember I'm I'm pretty good at this sport. And, and I think Lincoln Riley's got nothing to lose at this point. Like, I think there's been a lot of rumors, Lincoln Riley, the NFL, or um, Lincoln Riley's leaving USC or getting fired, whatever. They, they, it's not like they don't have playmakers. Like, they just haven't necessarily been making the plays, which I think is more encouraging. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I just feel like we, there's a lot, of, a lot of people down and out on USC. Um, I don't know if I'll actually bet this game, um, but, but I actually do like USC in this spot. Yeah, I mean, so. I, I can get down with that. I, I'm leaning USC as well, HUD, for a lot of the reasons you brought up. I also think 
their path to victory is pretty much just run the football, control the clock, which Washington's run defense has been pretty vulnerable. And if anything, I do think Washington's overrated. We're also going to find out here because their next three games are all against ranked teams. They play USC this week on the road. Then they have Utah at home, and then they go to Oregon State. So before they wrap up with their rivalry game against Washington State, which will no longer be a rivalry game. That's like Thanksgiving weekend. But yeah, I I just I don't think Washington's a complete college football playoff type of team. They're obviously should be in the conversation so far. They won that game against Oregon. But to me, Oregon's a better team if they were playing at a neutral site. And Oregon's been playing better since then. And I would say that there's a greater chance that Oregon is in the college football playoff than Washington once we get down to the end of the season. Absolutely, Tim. I couldn't agree more. And I, I mean, we talked about this on Sunday's pod. I thought for sure this was going to be the, the classic spot where the college football playoff ranks Oregon higher. And, and honestly, I, I mean, I know, I know we, me and Connor have talked a lot about head-to-head needs to matter, and I think it does. But, but when you look at those teams, does anyone think – I mean, do we think Oregon wouldn't be maybe, maybe a touchdown favorite if they played Washington in a Pac-12 championship game right now? Like, so it's just – I think Oregon's a better football team, um, and and I don't know. I mean, now we're we're getting a little bit off off the off this. Yeah, game, but I, but I think the, ultimately, I mean, it's like you play you play the game for a reason. I, I think it's got to hold value, and if you just did it off what teams would be favored, then you know they put twenty SEC teams in every year. So <laughs> yeah, but I think I, I think there's some. I I do agree with you, Connor. You have to play the games, right? But I do think there's some like. Michigan, it happened with Michigan and Michigan State a couple of years ago when Michigan and Michigan State played. Michigan went, they lost to Michigan State, and they were ranked higher the next week than, than Michigan State in the college football playoff. And look what happened, right? So, so I do think there's some um, kind of eye test that's involved and needs to be involved. But, but again, where the college football playoff poll was this week, I have no problem with Washington higher. I just thought for sure we were going to get Oregon ranked higher. Um, but but anyways, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. I think you just, yeah, you, they, they, you just can't do. Yeah, you just can't do that. Yeah. So, whatever. But um, all right, let's let's keep the show rolling. Um, we will go to Ted, and then we'll be back in a little bit um, for the guest picker slate. So with that, let's go to Ted. It's time. Welcome back to week ten of Teddy Tidbits. And man, the past two weeks, oof. At least I've gotten one right play. I've gotten one and two in the past two weeks. And it's, it's, I'll say it's unacceptable. And you know what you do when you're down and out of it? You take the, you take the dogs that are down and out of it. I mean, you got some programs struggling right now. But I think this is the week that they might get back on track. I might be wrong. But like me, I'm trying to get back on track. So I think we're going to start off this play and we're going to take the fighting Dabo Sweeney's at home, plus uh, plus three, and uh, I think this team is going to come out fierce, fighting for their head coach. I mean, they're desperate; they're going to throw the kitchen sink just to upset this Notre Dame team. And I don't know. Sometimes Notre Dame on the road, it, you just can never trust them. I know um, Hartman's got a little experience, probably playing down in Death Valley, um, but. Nothing like Dabo Sweeney kind of coming off this week after that radio show. He's going to be kind of throwing the kitchen sink at uh, Notre Dame here. And then uh, we got the two-win South Carolina playing the Cox at home against Jacksonville State. And uh, call me crazy, but I'm taking this team 
with the uh, minus 15. Taking South Carolina minus 15 against this Gamecock team. I think Beamer on another press conference, the man just sounds desperate to get the school back under under his belt. I mean, they had him believing before the year that Beamer was all this, Beamer was all that. And now all of a sudden he kind of finds himself on a little bit of a hot seat. I don't know. That's what I've been hearing. So uh, hopefully his childish remarks will be left in the past and uh, we'll hit a winner this weekend with him. And then uh, now we're taking the motivational corn huskers to get bowl eligible against the Michigan state program. That's dead and waiting for urban Meyer, their savior, but uh, is pretty bad right now. And we're going to take the three points at Nebraska and we're taking the hometown quarterback. I forgot what his name was, but uh seems like they've found their guy in the past couple of weeks that they're going to lean into a little bit in the later part of the season. And hopefully they'll make a bowl game. So those are the three picks. And now we're going to kick it back off to Tim, Hud, and Connor. Welcome back. And thank you, Ted. Uh, we'll, we'll see how the hungry dog strategy works out for you this week. Um, threatening the deep state didn't work for you so well. So we'll see. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe the hungry dog strategy will work a little bit better, but we're back. Me, Connor and Tim. Um, we are going to go through our normal guest picker slate. Um, we got the 10 game slate. We talked about four of them already. So we'll, we'll save some of the commentary that we already had. So you don't just hear us rambling. You know, that's what I do every episode anyway. Um, but anyways, let's, let's get into it. We're going to start, um, with, with probably the best game of the week. Um, <laughs> Boston college at Syracuse. Um, we spoke about this game a little bit before we started recording tonight, and and Tim kind of talked about some of the importance um, of this one. So we, we do have Cuse minus three with the over-under set at 51.5, and, and Tim, I will let you break down this game for as long as you'd like. Yeah, I can't believe college game day is not coming to this game. I mean, <laughs> it's a huge one. <laughs> it's objectively a terrible football game, but it is a very important football game because it's probably the two coaches in the ACC that are closest to the hot seat. Definitely Dino Babers. That's all everyone in Syracuse that's a fan is talking about this week up here is how badly they need this game. And Syracuse has had a track record of starting hot and then fading once they get into November. November has not been kind to Dino. And the offense has just been really bad. Like, you can't sugarcoat it. The last month, Syracuse has done nothing on offense. I think they've had four touchdowns in their last four games. Some of those are garbage time. There was hope that out of the bye week, after playing three really tough teams, going up against Virginia Tech, a team that was supposed to be kind of more on their level, that the offense would kind of reset to how they were playing pre-gauntlet stretch for them when they went on the road and beat Purdue. And I know I was uh, confident and and told you guys that I was confident that Garrett Schrader was going to get back on the ground. And and the offensive line was just terrible against Virginia Tech. Yeah, terrible. Oh my, that game was unwatchable. I mean, we all bet, we all bet him over over rushing yards. He finished with negative forty five. Oh, rushing yeah. and we we laddered him too. We <laughs> right, ladders. which I knew he was either going to have a hundred rushing yards or like negative twenty. Like, there's no in between because he either gets <laughs> rushing lanes or the offensive line gets exposed with Syracuse. So the ladder is is usually the way to go with Schrader because he's very boomer bust running the football. Yeah. But he has not been able to find any running lanes in this four-game losing streak for Syracuse. And then you got Boston College, who is the exact opposite. They're on a four-game winning streak. Now, they really haven't played anyone. Their wins were over Virginia by three points. They beat Army on the road. They did go to Georgia Tech and got a decent win there. And then last week, they 
won by just seven points against UConn, kind of misleading because they dominated that game. So that's not exactly murderer's row of teams. But, <laughs> but BC's coming in with some confidence. They could be bowl eligible with a win. Jeff Hafley really needs to prove in his fourth year that he's the guy. And if they can get to seven, eight wins, that would send a different type of statement. Um, so it's an important game for both teams. We'll see. I, I'm just – I think the biggest thing is if Syracuse can get off to a good start offensively, they're probably the better team all around, even with the injuries they've had. It's just, they got totally jumped against Virginia tech and they have only scored three points on every single opening drive this season combined. They had a field goal against Western Michigan. That's it. So, and they, I mean, they haven't even had positive plays. It's been nothing but three and outs to start games recently. And it's just tough to play from behind constantly when they're struggling to block and all that. So the start of this game is really going to dictate it. So what's the pick, Tim? The pick is Syracuse, of course. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got to take Syracuse. Has to be. Has to be. I have seen. I think the line's been trending more BC. Uh, Thomas Castellanos, their quarterback, was a little bit banged up against UConn, so that'll be interesting to see early on how much he is running because he leads all quarterbacks in the nation in rushing yards. But the pick is Syracuse. I think they will bounce back. Dino has a lot to play for this week. Obviously, I talked to him yesterday. He's been watching more film than really ever before. And he said something to the effect, he, he really is known around Syracuse for not giving away anything, but he said that he will put it out there that they're going to try some different stuff in this game, which makes me think that offensively, we're going to see a trick play. We're going to see some sort of different approach to the offense that we have not seen. And it's a kitchen sink game for them because if they lose this game, then the sky is totally falling. And if they win this game, it's a swing game. Then they have five wins and they have three more winnable games the rest of the year. And you can see a path to an eight win season, which could keep Dino's job. Yeah, I I have absolutely nothing to add here. But the (laughs) fact that Tim spoke to the coach yesterday, give me Q's minus three. That's that's I mean, that's more notoriety than first and him's gotten in in our whole uh, 23 episode, 24 episode um, life here. So give me Q's minus three. Yeah, it, it would have been criminal to try to add anything to what Tim just said. Uh, <laughs> give me, give me Q's minus three. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, not a question. Exactly, exactly. There's, there's nothing me and Connor can say that was better said than what Tim just said. So, I mean, like Tim, we said, the, Tim just, Tim may have just talked me into a Garrett Schrader ladder. <laughs> I, I was about to say, I was about to say, I said after last week, I was never, ever betting Q's again after watching that that performance last Thursday night. I think I, I might put Q's my best bets card after that. <laughs> Are you shitting me? I mean that that's the type of that's the type of analysis that I need. Well, Garrett, honestly, Garrett Schrader almost made the first like leg of the ladder negatively. Like it was it was <laughs> that bad. Like, but you know, if if none no one in our group chat bets him, he's going to hit over a hundred rushing yards in this game. So I mean, it's tough because if we doubt. all bet him, then they're doomed and. Dino's firmly on the hot seat and everything. So I don't know what to tell maybe, you guys. I, I will say maybe, BC, we, maybe we do a silent ladder, you know, don't tell yeah, me. Yeah, right. Just, just, just yeah. don't broadcast it out there. Like, don't say it on this podcast. Don't put it in the group chat. And then I think our odds are decent. Um, okay. I will not be betting Garrett Schrader ladder and I will not be betting Q's <laughs> minus three. 
You heard it. Heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's keep moving. Um, let's go to the second game on the slate. Uh, big noon kickoff: Kansas State at Texas. Spread is minus four and a half with the over under set at fifty one and a half. I will start with this game. I think this is a dangerous spot for Texas uh, with the backup quarterback. We touched on this earlier. Um, I don't really like a side in this game. Um, I'm I'm going to be taking. I don't know. I I think I'm going to take Texas. Um, it, it just feels like Texas is a better team top to bottom. I, I understand um, Kansas State's coming in playing well, but, but I don't know. I think Texas at home, I think they're going to find a way. I think Sark's going to dial some stuff up, and I think they're going to be able to get it done at home. So give me Texas minus four and a half. I'm going to uh, go. This Tim. one might be. Oh, go ahead, Connor. Go, Tim. Take, no, Tim, please. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go Kansas State. I, I know it's plus four and a half. The, the pick for me would probably be just take the money line if, if you're thinking about taking it because I do think Kansas State, if they win this game, it's just because Malik Murphy was outmatched and there's talk of Arch Manning and the stuff that we discussed earlier. So I think Kansas State is trending up. I think they're confident. They play really well on offense. They know their identity. They score well in the red zone. They're disciplined. They're just like a well-coached team right now, and it's just a really tough break for Texas that they're relying on Murphy, who was fine last week, but that was against BYU. Even like his touchdown pass I remember watching last week was basically just like a lob that worked against BYU, but I just don't see him having a successful game against Kansas State. I could be wrong because we haven't seen him play much, and I don't think he's like a bad quarterback. He's just not what Quinn Ewers is, so that's a big drop-off. Yeah, Yeah. and – um. Yeah, and, and we're, we're giving a lot of shit to him, but I, I do think a lot of it's deserved. Uh, he has not looked great throwing the ball, uh, and I'm definitely going to be riding the hot team in Kansas State. Uh, I mean, I mean to, to, be, yeah. to be fair to him, though, he's played one game, and, like, it wasn't like he was that bad. Like, no, he, he won the game. game. Yeah. He wasn't – Right, but yeah, we have like, to compare him to Ewers. That's the problem. Uh, right. He's – honestly, guys, he's, he's probably going to – transfer somewhere and play well next year at a team that's not named Texas, right? Like, yeah, I yeah. see him. will take him. Right. So, <laughs> was it, wasn't he a five-star? I think he was, Maybe. yeah. I mean, if yeah. he's at Texas, chances are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they, they I mean, it, the, the one thing about Texas, and, and we didn't mention this earlier, is if there is one school to have QB problems, injuries – Texas is probably the deepest QB room in the country. Um, Malik Murphy, I mean, I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if there's a better backup in the country um, than him. And, and obviously that's, that's tough to say because we don't know a lot of the backups. But, I mean, no, he, uh, he played Bean. Bean at Kansas. I mean, Bean was terrible. <laughs> I, yeah, but, like, but, but he's, he's good. I'm convinced Bean's but is, good. Is, 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 yeah, I'm not. I mean, I watched, I, I watched last week. I, I, I they, they won. He's good. I, I just know it's games. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I guess I can't really argue with that. Um, all right. Let's go to the next game. Uh, Missouri at Georgia. Georgia minus 16 and a half with the over under set at 56 and a half. Another game we touched on earlier. Um, Connor, you could start here. Yeah. This one I've been back and forth on all week. Um, I, my heart wants to take Missouri. I, ju- I just don't know uh, if I can do that. So give me Georgia here. Um, I'll, I'll be pulling for Missouri. I will not be betting this game. 
Uh, but yeah, I, I just think Georgia is a much more talented team and they seem to be clicking on offense lately. Uh, they started off a little slow, but they're just so dominant. And I just don't think that Missouri's going to be able to pass it on that secondary. So give me Georgia. Yeah. Tim, I think I know where you're going with this one. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going Georgia as well. I think I saw 16 and a half. Is that what we're saying? The line is? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That was just spread on Monday. It, it doesn't really matter, honestly. If it's 20, I'd probably still take them. I think Carson Beck's been really good lately. And as much as he kind of gets the crap that like Stetson Bennett got a little bit because it is the system and it's, it's almost like Brock Purdy with the 49ers or something where you don't give him all the credit because George is such a wagon, but he's poised in the pocket. And that's probably the biggest attribute you can have if you're a college football quarterback. And I think everyone just trusts him on that team. He makes the big plays when he needs to. And frankly, he's probably not going to need to make too many big plays because they'll probably get up early and just dominate this game, I think. Yeah, I'm with you, Tim. I think – and that's that's an interesting thing that you just said about Carson Beck because he's been really good. Like, I mean, I, I saw, I, I saw uh, Bud Elliott talking about this on Twitter the other day, and it said – I mean, looking at the college football playoff right now as it stands – who do you think the best two quarterbacks are in the college football playoff? And it's not the quarterback from Ohio state. It's not the quarterback. Like, you know what I mean? Like Carson Beck is, is maybe, maybe the, one of the better quarterbacks in college football. And he's just not getting the credit that he necessarily deserves because of what Tim said, that the team around him is so, so good. Yeah. Same um, thing. Stetson Bennett is the same. Thing. Yeah. It's Georgia is going to get that treatment every year. I feel like with yeah. Yeah, but I don't even has. know if you can. I don't even know if you can compare him to Stetson Bennett because he's way better. Yeah, yeah, he's he's way better. Like he he just is. I um, think he so. he should be more in the Heisman conversation. I'm not saying he should win, but I mean he's the best quarterback on the best team right now. He's getting better. It feels like every week he has looked better and better. Yeah, and they're only going up in competition. I know they really still haven't played anyone or been in a close game, so we'll see. But. I think I just looked up his odds now. I mean, they're like plus 3,000 to win the Heisman. I'm not saying to bet on it, but I just feel like he's not getting enough respect at that number. I, I agree with you, Tim. Um, I, I agree with that big time. But let's let's keep it rolling here. Um, let's go to Bedlam. Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Spread six and a half with the over-under set at 62 and a half. Um, I'm, I'm taking Oklahoma State. I've been riding them for a couple weeks now. I, I like – I like Alan Bowman, former former Michigan Wolverine, former uh, Texas Tech Red Raider. Um, he's he's playing good football. I talked about this earlier. I think this I think this just means more to Gundy. Um, I, I think he is going to pull everything he possibly has. I think he would he would even say this if he could win one more game in his coaching career. I think this would be it. Um, give me Oklahoma State um, to put together a pretty inspiring performance at home, um, and and I think they're going to win outright. So I'll be playing the money line, but but plus six and a half for the for the slate. Connor? Yep. Y'all know where I'm going. Give me Okie State. Give me the Cowboys. Gundy. I love everything about this. I'm with HUD. I'm right in the money line. Um, yeah, I, I love this play. I think Ollie Gordon's going to have a field day on that Oklahoma uh, rushing defense there. So, we'll Yeah, see. I mean, I hate to be against you guys. I am going to be rooting for Oklahoma State, but I think if I had to pick, which I probably wouldn't bet this game because I just don't have a great feel. But like I said earlier, I think it's either Oklahoma wins big or Oklahoma State wins if it becomes a close game. I'm just going to say that I think Oklahoma is the better team. 
I think they bounce back after a dud last week. And I just think Oklahoma State's passing defense isn't that good. So I'll take Oklahoma minus six and a half here, but I'll be rooting for the pokes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I there's and there's nothing better than just doing the little uh the little uh thing with your hands, the the poke symbol. Um yeah. when they start doing that in the stadium, Ted Ted does that constantly. Just on a this, Tuesday this, night. This is my most favorite game of the weekend, too. Yeah. Betting-wise or, or game-wise or both? Just game-wise. Like, I'm just so excited for it. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree. This is one. This is an awesome game. I am a, little, I am a little concerned. I am in Boston right now. I think I'm going to the Bentley uh, Assumption game on Saturday, which, which is actually a big one for the NE10. Um, but I, it is, it's a noon kick, so I'm hoping I, I can get in front of a TV by 3.30, but, it, but it's going to be tight. So I might miss a little bit at the start, but. Um, if I can get a line on Bentley, I will be taking them. I can promise you that. Um, <laughs> big, big game in any 10 on Saturday. I'll be in the beer garden acting a fool. Um, but anyway, speaking of fans acting a fool, let's go to Tulane traveling to ECU. ECU plus 16 and a half and the over-under set at 48 and a half. And Connor, I know where you're going, but let it rip. <laughs> yeah, I uh... – I love this spot for ECU. <laughs> we, we legitimately have nothing to play for. Nothing. Two lanes walking in with one loss on the year. They're like, oh, we got to head to Greenville. We got to go all the way. I mean, it's a long trip for them. And then they got to come into Greenville. That place is going to be rocking. Um, I've heard some rumors that, that Harold Varner might be in attendance. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, it's going to be ECU here, and I think I think we're live. I, I think we can win outright and shock the world. I'm not even – I'm not kidding. Uh, you guys can laugh all you want. We looked different last week against UTSA. This team is turning a corner. Um, our defense is still – I mean, it's a great defense. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very, very happy with ECU this week. Uh, they're going to make an appearance. I'll give you a little preview on the best bet card. Um, but, wow. yeah, I love the Pirates here. I love lo- – and they haven't been on my best bet card in a long time. Yeah. Um, but I, I yeah. love them here. I think this is a great spot for them at home. Uh, hopefully the crowd is is packed. I'm sure it will be. I mean, it's a Saturday in eastern North Carolina. Um, there's not much to do, so – you go to an East Carolina game when you're when you live in Eastern North Carolina. So, <laughs> Tim, I I feel like what Connor said about me after I went on my Syracuse spiel. I'll just double down. I I have no opinion on this football game. I have not watched ECU all year, Connor. I'm sorry to admit. Most of it is because I'm usually working Saturdays, but I just haven't uh, sought them out. I'm sure I've seen some highlights and stuff. Uh, too been late. I have those. seen. They're very good, but you know what? If Harold Barner's in attendance, that that's good enough for me. I'll, I'll just roll with ECU. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. This this one's tough for me. Um, I mean, I, I actually have watched a fair amount of ECU football games. I'm sorry. This year. Um, I know it's it's, but I'm I'm supporting I'm supporting friends here. And, you know, I, I do have a future on UTSA, which, which I actually think UTSA looks pretty good to win the American. Um, so this, in all, honestly, would be a huge win um, if, if ECU is actually a live dog in this spot. Um, with that being said, I have not been on ECU one time this year on the best bet slate. Um, I have faded them every single week until this week. I, Come on! I, I, uh, 
I don't know. I just Connor. I I, I don't know. This I do agree with you. They did play pretty well against uh, UTSA last week. And you want to know what actually encouraged me was the garbage bullshit touchdown that they scored at the end. Um, so I didn't cover my UTSA spread. But the fact that ECU went down the field and scored a touchdown was the most encouraging sign I've seen this season, which sounds hilarious when the team's playing three deep and you just throw it underneath 12 times and score a touchdown to cover the spread. But you know what? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think ECU we'll, – we'll see. I'm betting ECU. If they fuck me, I'll never bet them again. Um, but I'll take ECU plus 16 and a half this week. Yeah, first time on the se- first time this season, we're not going to quit. Like, we're no, like there's no player on that roster is just going to quit on the team. So I, mean, I'm, I I'm actually I that. actually do I actually do believe that. Yeah, I mean well, these the players legitimately. Year, right? I guess Michigan, but biggest home yeah. game, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's probably the biggest uh, home yeah. game of the year. Probably the big. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, <clears throat> SMU maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would. Well, that but was I mean Tulane's ranked. Which is, yeah, which Tulane's is ranked. Up. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a huge game for us. Um, th- this honestly is going to show me a lot of what we're to expect next year. Um, if we can keep this close, I'll have a little confidence. I mean, our, our roster's still very young. We're not going to lose anyone on offense. I can tell you that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. This is going to. It'll. This will tell us a lot about the ECU program and, and kind of where it's headed. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited. I'm let's let's, I, I let's go pirates. Let's go pirates, Connor. First first time yep. this season I'm on ECU. Yep. Um, hey, Tulane hasn't looked great lately, by the way. Yeah, I mean I haven't watched too much Tulane. I'm they, I'm not. Gonna, they just I'm not beat Rice by two points last week, and I do love the fighting. Probably should have beat Rice. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't. Let's not go that far, but but yes, um. Let's let's keep rolling here. I am also watching. I don't know if you guys have the TCU game on another screen here. Yep, I, I do. Am, I, I, and I are yeah. opposite sides. Yeah, but I I do have a way better number than Connor, um, which which would be would be cute if this if this one would hit. I, I did take TCU plus five hundred live. Um, they are down a score trying to drive down the field, but um, no one cares about that. So let's go to my team, Purdue at Michigan this week. Michigan's favored by thirty two and a half. With the over and under set of 48 and a half. Um, this this game for me, Michigan's never needed to play a football game more than this game this weekend. Obviously, this has been an exhausting nine days, whatever, 10 days, whatever it's been since ESPN has started this uh, the smear campaign against Michigan. Um, Pete Thamel should be in jail. Um, he's a joke. Um, this this whatever. I'm not I'm not getting into this again, but um Wow, big play, uh, TCU. Anyways, Michigan Michigan needs needs to play this football game. Um, I, I don't really care about the spread in this game. Michigan's going to thrash Purdue. Um, they're they're a terrible football team. Um, the only thing is this this could be a little bit ahead of uh, this could be a little bit of a look ahead. Michigan does go at Penn State last week for their first real game for the first regular season game of the year. Um, so we'll see. Um, I don't think so. I think this team's pretty locked in, and I think. I think they've done a pretty good job from what, what the insiders have said and kind of what the message boards are saying about blocking out all the noise. Um, I expect a pretty good performance on Saturday. I think Michigan's going to shit pump Purdue. Um, I think it's going to be another – a lot of what we've seen this season. So, give me Michigan minus 32 and a half. Yeah, I'm with you, Hud. All joking aside about the sign-stealing stuff, it's 
probably going to do any, if anything, just help Michigan down the stretch here, because talk about like a rallying cry that you can come together in the locker room behind to be extra motivated to play every game. And I know you talk about like look ahead game a little bit. I feel like the chances of it being a look ahead game after all the crap that they've been taking this week is probably diminished a little bit. The other thing is I did see Purdue up close and personal this year and they made Syracuse look really good and got me optimistic that Syracuse was going to be cruising throughout the rest of the season. So that's a long way of saying that Purdue is really, really bad. And they've got a new head coach, Ryan Walters, who has a lot of things to figure out there. So Michigan has beat everyone handedly so far. I don't expect it to change this week. Connor, TCU did just throw a pick, by the way. Um, so wow, I'm behind, and, and now I'm now I'm fired up to see. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was, I'm sorry. That was a you terrible throw. Ter- terrible throw. Wow. Terrible throw. <laughs> Yeah. Well, normally I'm the one in front because I have, I have cable still. Yeah. No, I have cable. Yeah, I'm on Boston. Michigan here. I'm on Michigan here. Uh, it's yeah. I I agree with everything they said. Michigan's very good. I think this is a perfect time to play a game for Michigan. Um, Harbaugh's going to have the guys ready, without yeah. a doubt. Uh, I I think they if there's a first quarter, I'm going to take probably first quarter, first half in Michigan spread. I will take all of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't I can't get enough lines. Um, I, I talked about this on Sunday's pod. I do have also Michigan uh, minus two against uh, – or it might be two and a half, I don't remember, at, at uh, Penn State next week, which that lines up to seven. I think, it, I think it's going to get more. Um, and then uh, we'll, we'll see. Michigan's about a touchdown look ahead uh, at Ohio State for the big one. So, um, Michigan's looking good. I don't I – think, I think if there's one team – and, and one kind of unit that can block all this bullshit out. I think, I think Harbaugh's done a good job and, and we'll see. I mean, it's, this is the first time we've seen him play since all this bullshit's happened. So um, we'll see, but I'm excited for Michigan to play a football game and we can start talking about football again, instead of Connor Stallions being the most genius person in the history of college football. Um, but um, anyway, let's, let's keep moving. We're going to go out West Washington at USC um, we talked about this game a little bit earlier. The spread is at three, but when we locked these spreads in, it was at four and a half with the over-under set at 75 and a half. And Connor, I'll let you start. Yep. Uh, I'm going Washington. I won't jump too much into it, but my pick's Washington here. Um, I really like them in this spot. I think USC sucks. <laughs> Tim? I'm actually going to go USC. I think you brought up some good points earlier, HUD. I feel like USC is just in a spot where there's a lot riding on them to bounce back. And it's kind of like my logic for Oklahoma bouncing back a little bit, except USC is the home team in this game. Weird thing about this game is these two teams have not played in four years and Washington has not been at USC since 2015. They'll obviously be a big 10 teams next year, but yeah, I'm going to go USC. I, don't have a great feel for it, but I think it's kind of what we were saying earlier, HUD. If USC wins, it's Caleb Williams just has a huge game and sort of reannounces himself into the Heisman race again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm taking Caleb. Um, I, I, I expect a good, a good game from from USC on Saturday night um, because again, if 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 they don't and they kind of lay another egg, they're done. Right, they, they're no, they're no longer relevant. They're no longer ranked. Lincoln Riley is no longer relevant on the national stage for the season. And I think that, like I said, I think they just have too many playmakers. Like I, I, 
I think Zalakai Branch is, is an X factor. Um, he's, he's brought back some kicks this year. Um, I think he's going to make a big special teams play, and I think, I think USC is going to win this in a close game late. So I'll be taking USC plus four and a half. Wow, predicting uh, special teams plays. That's, that's pretty. That's some Iowa, that's some Iowa shit. Yeah. Mahaka. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so another, another big game in the Big 12, which this one is not getting nearly as much limelight as uh, the, the other two Big 12 games this, this week. Um, but, but again, a big game for the standings. Um, we have Kansas at Iowa State. Iowa State minus two and a half with the over-under set at 54 and a half. And Tim, you want to kick us off here? Yeah, I saw something earlier today. We're recording this on Thursday that all of the money in this game is on Iowa State, basically. I think it's 96% I saw in a tweet is on Iowa State. So because of that, I think I'm going to take Kansas. I, I also just feel like Kansas is, if anything, underrated. They obviously played great last week, and I think they should be able to run the ball against Iowa State. So I'm kind of just going to fade the public here and take Kansas on the road. Yeah, I, 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 so Tim, I did see that same tweet where it talked about all the money is on uh, Wash, or Iowa State, and I don't care. Give me Iowa State minus two and a half. They're a better football team. Matt Campbell has done a phenomenal job with this team. Um, if you guys remember, they, this was the gambling team that, that had, like, all their roster suspended. We had no idea what to expect this year um, out of them. He, I mean, he's he's got them fired up, and and they're playing good football in in the Big Twelve right now. And they they have a legitimate path to the championship game. Um, so in front of a home crowd, I mean, what the hell else is there to do in Iowa, um, besides go to this game on Saturday night? I expect a big crowd, and I expect a, a Matt Campbell masterclass. Um, so give me Iowa minus two and a half on Saturday night. Yeah, this one Matt Campbell can coach. He, he's outstanding. Um, but. I really want to take Kansas in this spot. I, 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 I hate it. I will not be betting. It will not be on my best bet card at all. Uh, give me Kansas. I've been riding with Kansas all year. I'm just a fan of them. Um, so give me Kansas here, but I, I, I kind of hate it. But because of Tim Is saying he, that, now I kind of like it. I didn't know that at all. I, I liked Iowa State earlier in the week. So did um, I. Is, is uh, Jalen Daniels ever going to play football again? I don't think so. I assume. I mean, he probably will try to go pro. I would think. Well, well I'm I'm more men at Kansas. I, I think he will probably no, play football no, no. eventually. But, but like, what is he doing? Like, is he is he playing this week? I feel like he's been questionable so. yeah. for the last seven weeks. And he's been out every week. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I bet anyways. every Kansas game with Bean as a starter. So, yeah, yeah, you have you yeah. actually have. I love I love they cover spreads too. Kansas is a wagon at covering spreads. Yeah, no, they've been good against the spread this year. Yeah. Um all right, let's but go. Yeah, we got, I, we got this to... game will be sneaky good. You'll definitely want to be tuning in in between the Washington USC game and the uh Alabama LSU game. Yeah, definitely. Um so we got two games left on the slate. Um we'll go out west to Oregon State, traveling to Colorado. Colorado plus thirteen and a half with the over under set at sixty two and a half. And, Connor, I'll let you start with your beeves. Oh, my beavers need a game. They need football. Um, they're, they're coming off a tough, tough loss to Arizona. Uh, we, we talked about it. They just that, – that was just a brutal, brutal game. Arizona's been playing some good football lately. Uh, Oregon State looked great in the first half. Just couldn't really get anything going in the second. And, ultimately, Arizona pulled through. But uh, 
Yeah, give me Oregon State here. Colorado's just not good. Um, I don't care that it's at Colorado. Um, it'll be a night game. It'll probably be a packed stadium, I, I, I assume. Uh, Colorado's got a ton to play for, but I, I think Oregon State still has a lot to play for as well. Um, and I think, I think they're going to go out there and try to get a win. So give me Oregon State, the Beavis. Connor, I'm sorry, Tim. Yeah, I'm with you, Connor. I don't think Colorado's good. I think they're overrated for a lot of obvious reasons. They can't run the ball. They get thrown all over, basically. Their past defense is not good. And they're one of the most penalized teams in the nation. So when you look at, like, their overall stats, I I know we all kind of went nuts after they beat TCU week one, and it's been a cool storyline. I'm happy it happened for college football, but – at this point, I'm I'm not really of mind to be picking them for the rest of the season. I just feel like their lines are not accurate because of how much the public likes them. And it's probably, you know, gone down a little bit because they have been struggling and that Stanford loss was really bad. But Oregon State's just a much better team, even though they're on the road. Yeah, right. I, I, I agree with you guys. I honestly hate this game. I, I really do. I don't like either side at all. Um, with that being said, I – I've, I've kind of been on this kick for, for a while now. I really don't think the Pac-12 is good. Um, I, Oregon State has been the consensus third best team this year. I don't think Oregon State's that good. I think they've benefited from playing good teams at home. I think that's what we're going to continue to see in the Pac-12 is these home teams um, put, putting up good performances in front of big crowds. But I, I don't know. I mean, Oregon is Oregon is starting to prove that theory down a little bit because Oregon has looked good and went in and played a great game last week at Utah. But I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the Pac-12 and and in general and and in this spot. I mean, I don't like Colorado. Um, I think the way Oregon State wants to play this game is that Oregon State is going to want to run the ball, um, which I think the biggest problem is it really eliminates Travis Hunter from from defensively because he, he's not going to be making too many plays um, at the line of scrimmage playing corner. Um, with that being said, I, I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Colorado just in front of the home crowd. I've been, I've been a Colorado hater all year. Um, I just think this is more of a fade of uh, Oregon state. I just, I just don't think they're that good. Um, so give me Colorado plus plus 13 and a half at home. Yeah. Uh, you've been against the PAC 12 all year, but like, I think that's why they're eating each other is because it's just a good conference. There's a lot of good teams. I don't think it's because the conference isn't good. Oregon State's a great football team. Yeah, but I don't see that's what that's where I think we we fundamentally disagree is I don't think they're a good team. Like I I I, I think all the teams are average except for Oregon and Washington. I, I, I think they've separated themselves. I think everyone else is like like I, I don't think the like what's what's Oregon State's best win this year? It's Utah at home against the pig farmer. Like like what what are we why are we so high on Oregon State? And and not to pick on Oregon State here, but like wh- what have they really showed us that that like they beat ranked teams that that we're not really sure if the ranked teams are good either? Like what has Utah really showed us this year besides beating the shit out of Florida who what is that really like? You know what you know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, like, but I mean, they're still a six and two team, and they're ranked 16th and 18th. It's pretty. It's not like their ranking is like ridiculous. So I don't understand. I, I, like, I just, I just I, don't I, like. I don't. I do. You, what do you think the spread would be on a neutral field against LSU, who's also six and two, against either of those teams? 
LSU would be a double digit favorite. Well, that's but that's not a good comparison. I mean, LSU is is ranked thirtieth. How is that not a right. good comparison? We're, LSU we just said they're six and two. What? Yeah, and they're ranked sixteenth to eighteenth. That's where they should be ranked. LSU is very good, and they've lost to two great teams. So it's not like, I mean, I just think that's not a great comparison. Sorry. I mean, I, I'm with I, you. I, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna compare it to like a Big Ten school or an SEC school that's six and two. That's like, like a Kansas or an Oklahoma State or a, I don't know. I mean, is there a two loss Big Ten school? I don't even. Yeah, know Oklahoma State's ranked twenty third. Like Kansas is ranked what? Like like that. that, that I'm not. I'm not here. But and it's again, all. Is, yeah. I just. Like I just don't. Tennessee's a better example. Oregon State versus Tennessee. Tennessee, Tennessee would be a touchdown favorite against either Oregon or Utah. They would. They just would. You mean Oregon State? Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. Tennessee yeah. would be. Tennessee would be five to eight points against either of those teams on a neutral field. Yeah, I mean, we're just. Ty- I mean, I guess we're just talking hypotheticals, though. I mean, it's like. Well, that's what you spreads. wanted to start doing. That's, <laughs> you. You literally. Just, well, I, I guess so. But, but what I'm saying is, like, you're saying it's a bad conference. It's not a bad conference. They're winning games. It's an overrated conference. Is yeah, I'm not I, ex- exactly. I just, it's, I just. I just disagree. I it, well. I, it, it kind of feels to me a little bit like what happens with the Big Ten in basketball sometimes where everyone's ranked and they're all kind of like beating each other and they're not falling down the rankings because they're losing to ranked teams. But then we've seen it recently in the March Madness where Big Ten kind of gets exposed and don't have teams go to the second weekend. And that's probably overrated a little bit. Like Big Ten is most of the time still a good conference in basketball. But I, I get your point, Hud. I'm with you more than Connor, I think. I think it is a slightly overrated conference. Yeah, I, I think we just – some of those teams are just overinflated based on preseason projection. Um, but anyway, they'll all play each other. Um, the next three next three to four weeks, all those teams, all those ranked teams will get the opportunity to, to kind of play each other. And, and I guess some of uh, figure this, whatever that mess is, out. Um, but at the end of the day, I think Oregon's a lot better than every team in that conference. And I know they played Washington, but whatever. We'll see. Uh, we don't need to spend more time on this. It, it doesn't really matter. This is just – we're just talking now. Um, so let's go to the last game, um, our discussion game, which kind of every game has been a discussion game at this point. But um, we'll, we'll go to the one of the bigger games of the weekend, um, LSU at Alabama, Bama minus three and a half with the over-under set of 59 and a half. And Tim, I will let you start. Really good LSU offense against a really good Bama defense. So just from like a college football fan perspective, going to be very intriguing to see which one wins out there. Bama's offensive line continues to scare me. They cannot block as good as they have in, in previous years. I think I'm going to ride with Bama here. They're the home team. Three and a half, I believe, is the spread. I feel like their offense hasn't been good, but LSU's defense is really not good. Also worth noting that LSU is down one of their top corners. They have not been able to find any. They added four guys in the transfer portal at cornerback, including Syracuse's Deuce Chestnut, who is now not even with the team, basically, and inactive. So they have not been able to shore up that spot, and that's the thing that's been holding holding them back they they obviously have a great quarterback great offense so i'm intrigued to watch the game but i'm going to take alabama here yeah i'm with you tim um i i don't fade saban ever i'd rather not bet the game than ever fade saban um i 
I don't know. I just I don't I don't do it, especially at home. Um, and and again, this is this feels like a, a ripe spot for for kind of Bama to kind of back on the national stage. They they they've been kind of not talked about the last four weeks since they really lost to Texas and kind of we've been down on Milrow. But but w- when you look at him, he he's played pretty solid football, and I think they've started a game plan towards his strengths more. Um, I, I think the way they win this game is is he's going to have to. He's going to have to run the ball. Um, they, there's going to have to be some design runs. I, I like. I think what Tim said. Their their offensive line is bad, but I think LSU's secondary is worse. Um, and I, I think Milrow is going to be able to make enough throws and enough plays um, in front of a really good defense. I mean, Bama's defense has been very, very good. Um, so I don't know. I like Bama. Um, I, I think we just talked about LSU for a sec. I think LSU is a good six and two team. They have pro- they're easily the best two loss team in the country. I don't think that's even debatable. Um, they have nope. two good losses, um, but but again, losses don't count for anything when when you're saying good losses. It doesn't matter, right? You got to win the games. Um, so they they've been obviously phenomenal offensively. Um, their defense is is bad, and like Tim talked about, I, I think the corner is a big problem. We watched Florida State expose them early in the year. We watched Missouri expose them. Um, we watched Ole Miss expose them. Um, so, so we'll see. It's just can can LSU score enough to to keep up with with how many points their defense is going to give up? Because um, I, I do think Bama is going to score the ball. So we'll see. Um, I'm going to be taking Bama minus three and a half, and and I, I th- but I think it's going to be a good game at Brian Tenney on Saturday. Yeah, this game is going to be a shootout for sure. Uh, like Hudson said, LSU without a doubt is the best six and two team. Uh, I would never argue that. Um, but uh, they're my national champion, so I'm definitely taking LSU in this spot. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they, uh, they have a chance to make the SEC title game. Uh, Ole Miss has to play um, Georgia still, which I do not think Ole Miss stands a chance in that game. So if LSU wins this, they're in the driver's seat to make the SEC championship game. Um, so I does, think it's a Ole, game Does for Ole LSU. Miss – wait, Connor, does Ole Miss have an SEC loss? Yeah, they lost to Bama. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I forgot. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, so, and Ole Miss has to play Georgia, which is just a tough draw yeah. for them yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah. Uh, their their cross conference or cross division opponents, Georgia, like nice. So, yeah, if LSU wins this, they're in the driver's seat for the uh, yeah for the title game. So, I think this game is massive, massive for the SEC West. Um, but yeah, give me give me LSU though. I'm excited for it. Yeah, no, it's gonna be a banger gotta, for sure. Got to roll with my uh, with my title, my title guy. <laughs> um, we were when we were in the stadium um, when when I went to the Florida State LSU game. We were sitting behind a LSU, or we we're sitting in front of an LSU guy who was, I mean, from he he might as well lived in a swamp. Um, this this guy's accent, we literally thought it was fake, but he actually sounded like Coach O. So we're standing here and he's talking, and we were talking about the Bama game from last year, and he said when they scored that two point conversion. He said it was the loudest roar he's ever heard in his life. Um, so, like stuff like that. Hopefully, hopefully we get some some theatrics on that level on Saturday night. Um, or actually, is this a day game? I'm not sure. Do we know? It's night, seven thirty. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, so it's the CBS it's be, night game. It's actually gonna be pretty yeah, good. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Yeah. No, it's it's gonna be an awesome night. CBS I'm, I'm pumped, and and we we got a really good slate. So 
Um, just thinking back on LSU, like opening with Florida State, imagine if they just opened with like a Sun Belt school, like a like a Louisiana or like an Arkansas State, and just got a free free win. They'd have one loss right now. They'd probably be ranked like ninth, eighth in the standings, and they win this game. You know, they have a legit shot to make the uh, college football playoff. It's just, so, yeah, it's just I know- crazy to think about that. So, yeah, I mean, that's – you've been crying about this all year. That's exactly why the top teams do it. Like, right, you, right, that's right. Exactly I know why, why they do it. I just, I just think that, it's right? sad. I just think it's sad. Yeah. I, I do think more teams are going to schedule that way once it's a 12-team playoff, which is good because there will be some two-loss. Exa- exactly. I think there's less of an importance. But right now, like like I've been saying all year, there's no incentive yeah. for top teams to, to schedule because if you go 12-0, you're in. Like there's no there's because like we said if LSU if LSU scheduled uh, Akron that week which Akron what a comeback last night I just want to talk about that because that was unreal that was a hell of a comeback but like if you if you schedule a, a shitty team that week like you're seven and one your your college twelve playoff <laughs> chances are very much intact and and if you win this week you're in the driver's seat so I don't know well this is the last season we'll have to talk about this. Um, but it it is what it is, Connor. I I don't know. Did you see? Uh, you probably didn't see this. Do you see Ohio State schedule next year? Uh, I Duck sent it to us. Did he not? I don't I don't remember. But take a look at it, and if I don't get the same reaction that I've gotten this year oh. from you, I'm oh, I'm, you will. I'm going to be pissed because <laughs> it it. I mean, it's again. I don't fault them for doing it because there's no incentive. For playing tough games, but in a twelve-team era, it will be different because there will. Be I two just want to see one Power Five school. That's all I ask for. That's, that's really all I ask for. Yeah, not much. I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying go play a ranked opponent. You you can't predict a ranked opponent because you schedule these eight to ten years out. But go play a team like Washington played Michigan State. Michigan State historically has been decent. They've been ranked before. It's not like they knew Michigan State was going to be trash. So, I don't know. Yeah, they I didn't just, know Mel Tucker was going to touch some woman. So, that's – that's yeah. <laughs> wow, this Ohio State schedule is terrible, Hud. I just pulled it yeah, up. I mean, I mean, it's <laughs> – it's, it's, it's Southern – It's not worse. Yeah, like – Yeah, Western Michigan, bye week, week three, which I guess there's two bye weeks. I don't know. It's weird. Marshall, they do play at Oregon. And for a second, I was like, oh, at least that's – it's not a non-conference game next year. Yeah, so I was going to say, why. that's just a big – that's yeah. a Big Ten game. Yeah, um, which wow, that's 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 ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, no, that's Michigan. exactly my complaint. They they played three just just trash opponents. At least they didn't throw an FCS team in there. Hud, yeah. real quick, I don't think I've yeah. asked you this. What's your take on changing potentially changing the Ohio State Michigan date because they could be playing in the conference championship game now, like the next week? Yeah, I so so this this has come up a lot. I I don't know what they're yeah like it's tough if the if the divisions change to where to where um it's the, just the top two teams. Um, I still don't think you can change it just because it, it's always it's this it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving at noon. Like that's just yeah. when the game is right. Like it's the best rivalry in sports. Like it, it sucks, but. And, and that's why I, I don't want to – I'll keep this concise because I could talk about this for three hours. I think the 12-team playoff fucking sucks because 
now we we like for example this year Michigan versus Ohio State week 13 is essentially a playoff game like yes there's a chance that the other one could could get in but if they play like if there were no divisions and it was a 12 team playoff like not that this would happen but in all like in all theory Michigan could or Ohio State could rest their starters because what like What's the difference, right? Like, you get a yeah. buy. I, I get it, but, like, the game means less. As opposed to this year, it potentially is going to be one versus two in the best matchup of this college football season. And, like, everything's on the line. Like, last year, everything was on the line. They're both 11-0. So, I don't know. I, I really don't want them to move the game because I think there's so much history and, and it is – it's so fun to play that game the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Um, but but I don't know what's going to happen if, if they do get rid of divisions. Um, and the, the conference championship does turn that way, which honestly, I'm not, I don't know if they are doing that or not. Yeah. That I'm sure be, it's uh, still kind of up in the air, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, but we'll, we'll see. Otherwise, I, I, don't, I don't think the game's ever going to get changed though. Um, to be honest, just because I, I think, I think you're just going to get pushback from um, yeah. former players and all that. But with, with these larger conferences, I feel like the odds of like a three, four way tie is going to be just high. Um, just because, like, obviously everyone can't play each other if there's 16 teams in the conference. Yeah. Um, you're still only playing nine conference games. So I feel like you could have a ton of teams at, like, you know, eight and one or even seven and two. And then, at, you know, there's going to be all sorts of, obviously, tiebreakers. But I can just see it becoming just pandemonium. Yeah, no, for sure. Who knows? Um, we'll, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> that's a next year problem. So um, with that, Tim, thank you for coming on. Um, thank you for everything you've done for this pod. Tim, I think I said this already, but Tim made the intro, which we certainly couldn't do. Um, this offseason, I'm probably going to have him change the barbecue call to, the, to, to something more mission related. But of course, yeah. it's, 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 it's such a good call. I can't blame him for that. But either way, thank you, Tim. Thank you for coming on. Um, yeah. Extra long tonight. I, I just had to get a Gus Johnson call in there somewhere, but oh no. yeah, no, I'm I'm never gonna complain about it. <laughs> but we can we can take uh, request on the intro. I'll, I'll be happy to change it each and every year because I don't know, it's kind of fun to make that type of stuff. So I appreciate you boys having me. This was a blast. Glad I could make my debut on the podcast and talk a little college football with you guys. Nothing better. Thank you, Tim. Best of luck on the uh, guest picker slate. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully you'll be back. We we, we truly mean that. Hopefully, yeah, my, yeah. I'm not down with my fellow Orangeman Chris Engler near the bottom. I, I think he's still bringing it up the rear, right? Not not to he's, just bash Chris because he's my guy, but no, I mean, we would we would never want to bash Chris, right? right. We would never want to bash Chris, but he is in last. <laughs> he, Sorry, he Chris. Is still, he's still looking up. <laughs> an unbelievable ricochet of Chris is an hour and a half into this episode. He did walk in on, when he was the guest picker and just ripped Cole immediately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I mean, in a way, karma struck, and it struck fast. I mean, what's the point of having a guest picker leaderboard if we're not just ripping each other when we're on the pod? So. That that, that was the point. We should have had a sacco. We should have had a sacco. That would have been great. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 we. The good news is we'll be back next year. Hey, right, we so. make the rules, Hud. Exactly. We could just do a sacco right now if we wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Tim. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Tim. Right. Best of luck. Back to me and Connor for our best bets. All right, and we're back. Uh, longer, longer show tonight. We we were so excited to have Tim on. Um, he he's a again the reason the reason. 
we are doing this podcast. Not not the reason we're doing it, but the reason we were actually able to do it. Um, he was a huge help. He made our intro. He kind of showed us the ropes. So excited to have him on. And as you can tell, he's he's a little bit better at this podcasting gig than me and Connor. Um, so this this definitely won't be the last episode Tim will ever be on. We'll we'll definitely have him back. Maybe a little national championship preview. Um, we'll see based on his maybe some Q's basketball. We'll 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 get him involved. But anyways, good episode with Tim. Um, we are pumped to get back with the best bets, though. Um, so, Connor, you want to you want to start out with your card, your best bet card? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm fired up for it. <clears throat> um, I, I I definitely need to hit my best bet of the week. Uh, that that let us down last week, so uh, I'm hopefully hopefully going to get hot here. Uh, but to start my card, I'm going to go Kansas State plus four. Uh, I just I think they're going to win outright. Uh, I'll probably sprinkle the money line as well there. Uh, give me Clemson plus three against Notre Dame at home. Dabo, he, he's been in the news a lot, but uh, he, uh, he continues to have the boys fighting there. Uh, Clemson's a much different team at home, uh, and with Notre Dame coming to town, that stadium will be packed. Uh, Clemson's look good at home. They almost beat Florida State, so, and I just don't think Notre Dame's on the same level as Florida State. Um, I think this game's super low scoring, too. Uh, so give me the three points and give me Clemson. Uh, give me Oklahoma Connor, State. Connor, real, yeah, real, real yep. quick. Uh, do you think that call was planted? The the uh, I, the, I, the caller who. I don't think so, but if it was, that's hilarious. Uh yeah, no, I I can't decide. I've gone <laughs> I've gone back and forth on it. Um, either way, it's hilarious. It, Dad will put the guy in a blender, uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> It's just, it's just really funny. Like the guy, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Dabo work. I mean, his salary is just public knowledge, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's hilarious. But um, yeah. yeah, give me Oklahoma State plus six. I will also be taking them on the money line. Uh, give me East Carolina plus seventeen. I love the Pirates here. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it, but I may be touching the money line. Uh, I like Florida minus four and a half. Uh, I don't know where Ted is on that game, but Arkansas is He's... bad. They've they've kind of given up. Uh, I think Florida still has a little fight in them. Uh, so give me Florida there at four and a half. It's in the swamp too, so that that's got to help a little bit. And Arkansas, like I said, not good. Um, they can only score, I think, three points against Mississippi State. Uh, I also have the Missouri Georgia over at fifty six. Um, I think Georgia might get to 40 by themselves, and I definitely think Missouri can score at least 17. Um, but, yeah, I think Missouri's going to score a couple points here. Uh, but, yeah, Georgia's going to be a wagon. Their offense is clicking. Uh, give me Nebraska minus three. I'm a Cornhusker now. Uh, I asked HUD for permission. Uh, I'm officially a Cornhusker fan, so I'm a Pirate, a Beaver, a Hawkeye, and a Cornhusker. Uh, <laughs> Very, very excited with my with my four teams that I've picked this year uh, to be to become a fan of. I'm sure Chuck will take me with open arms uh, to join the Cornhusker bandwagon. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to Oregon State minus 13 and a half. I think Colorado is really bad. I'm high on Oregon State. I I'm still heated from the <laughs> argument over the Pac-12 being overrated. That's a joke. There's there's like four teams that are six and two. Where else are you going to rank them? Like, it's we're not we're not it, doing this. It's it's I, less of the I, I ranking. Just, it's more of that none of them are that good. 
but how how can you say they're not good? They're six and two. Like I, I just don't get the the argument's not there. So when Oregon State plays another six and two UCLA team and they they lose or win, it's like I just don't get the argument. They're both they're both six and two. Like how can you say they're not good because they're going to have to play each other? The, the same, the same way, the same way that we say every team that Michigan plays isn't good because they play in the Big Ten. It's the same. It's the same logic. The it's Big just Ten, all the teams are want. four and four. All the teams are four and four, five and three. Like they're not. Like, so, I, I don't know. I think I think we're just we're making. So is Rutgers is Rutgers Rutgers is six and two. Rutgers is good. So are we saying? So we're Nebraska's five and three. We're saying Nebraska's a, a, an above average team, like. That, that, Nebraska's absolutely like, an above average team, but like, I just don't like. If if someone ranked Iowa right now, I'd question it. Iowa doesn't look good in their six and two, but they could still be ranked. It wouldn't like I, I would if they were twenty fifth. I would. I, like, I, I, I never. Right. I I never. I never said they shouldn't be ranked. I just said the conference is overrated. I guess, but the it's. I mean, it's a better conference than the Big Ten. There's way more parity. Are we are we are we, sh- are we sure, or is there just no team that's not that dominant that kicks the shit out of every team? Like that's what I'm but saying. But there are is because sure? Washington and Oregon are those teams. They Washington, the Washington beat. Oh, Washington looked good last week, didn't they? But they, 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 they played no, well though. last week. There ain't no. But you said earlier a loss is a loss. I don't under, like Michigan's eight zero. Ohio State's eight zero, and Penn State's got one loss. So it's like uh, other than those three uh, teams, the Big Ten. Has Rutgers who's six and two and Iowa who's six and two. I, I'm not. I'm not. Like, I'm I, just saying. I think the conference as a whole is overrated. Like you're, you're there's not. It's not. It's not like that groundbreaking of a take. Like it, I just don't think any team is that good in the conference. Yeah, I, I, just, I just don't. I guess I just. I guess I just strongly disagree with that. Uh, I. I mean. I, so, yeah, it's that's a terrible take. I just I can't get on board with that. So, but you can have your opinions. I, I, you know, I fine. I know I can. Um, but yeah, Oregon State uh, minus thirteen and a half. Uh, Colorado is on the decline. Uh, I think they started hot and they have never been the same. And Oregon State should dominate them because they can run the ball very well. Uh, give me, Hud. What do we end up picking for our over? Was it the uh, 7.30 game or the 330 3.30. 3.30. Oh, okay. Uh, so give me LSU-Bama over 61. I think this game is going to be high scoring. Uh, LSU's offense is outstanding. I don't think their defense is very good, so I think Bama is going to be able to score against them. Um, I still think Bama, or LSU is going to win this game. Um, but, yeah, give, give me the over 61. This should be a fun shootout. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh I will skip over that and that. Okay, uh, I'm going New Mexico State minus three. That's my last play of the week, uh, and that one was given to me by HUD, and I loved it. So you got to go with uh, their quarterback. What's his name? Pardia or Pavia? Pavia. Pavia. Piss and Pavia because he he pissed on the uh, New Mexico uh, center or midfield logo. Wild. I, yeah, I I did see. Uh... On Twitter last week, Ted called this out, or this was a couple weeks ago. Someone quote tweeted a tweet of him making a really good play, and uh, said Juan Manzel. Um, that's that's one, it's one of the funniest names I've ever heard. Um, I've been great. all over. I've been all over Juan for the last he's, couple. He's weeks. like he's a feisty quarterback. I mean, like he yeah. does not slide. He 
he, he gives it his all every game. Yeah, Fun guy to yeah, back, no, for sure. Yeah, especially no, with he, the money. He does. Um, so, I will start with my best bet card. Um, I will start with New Mexico State. Connor gave that one. Um, give me Juan at home. Um, he, he, the, the guy is a middle linebacker who just also happens to play quarterback. He's hilarious. Um, so, give me New Mexico State at home. Um, I'll be taking Nebraska minus three. Michigan State's a joke of a program. Um, they might as well not show up. Give me Nebraska with a lot to play for. Um, Nebraska minus three. Then give me Tennessee minus 35 at home against UConn. UConn's horrific. Um, Tennessee is playing pretty good, and I like their backup, Nico, who's definitely going to get some time in this game. Um, I think they're going to keep putting it on. Heupel's going to uh, put up a number. Just give me Tennessee minus 35. Um, then I will go to Kansas at Iowa State. Give me Iowa State minus two and a half. Um, I just think Iowa State's better. I think they're at home. I think it's a big game and a good spot for Matt Campbell. We touched on this game earlier. Um, I will be on Iowa State minus two and a half. Um, I will then be on uh, back for the the trifecta for the Michigan games. Um, I will be on Michigan minus 32 and a half. I'll be on Purdue team total under 10 and a half. And I'll be on Roman Wilson anytime touchdown scorer. Um, these have been hitting at a remarkable clip. Um, I will continue to ride them until they no longer work. But until that point, uh, I will keep betting them. Um, I will then be taking Rutgers plus 18 and a half. Um, we, we talked about Rutgers a little bit. I think Rutgers is actually good. And I think the, it is funny on, on just social this week. Rutgers was terrible until this week, till Ohio State played them. Now, now they, they have a pretty solid rush defense and could be a, a test for Ohio State. Um, now that they're looking to build up their resume. Um, so give me Rutgers plus 18 and a half at home. Um, give me BYU on the road against West Virginia. Um, I, I did see that uh, Keaton Slovis is out this game. Um, I'm not sure how much of a drop-off there is between Keaton Slovis and the backup, um, who was the number one transfer guy out of the uh, JUCO last year. Um, I like him. I think he might take this spot and honestly never give it back. Um, so give me BYU plus 12 and a half at West Virginia. Um, and then my last play before the Himlay plays, uh, give me Missouri at Georgia over 56, which Connor is on as well. Um, and then for my best bet of the week, um, I will be taking Oklahoma State plus six in my best bet of the week. Um, I, I, I talked about this all week. I think this one just means more to Gundy. Um, I think he's going to have the boys fired up, and I think it's going to be a big one. Um, so give me Oklahoma State plus six. And then actually the over for the Himlay this week is also going to be the over in Bedlam, 62 and a half. So I'm, I'm double dipping this week for our favorite over and, and uh, Oklahoma State plus the points. Yeah, and I, I, I'm on that Oklahoma State play as well. I love it. Um, I'm with HUD. I think they went out right. So I'm, I'm fired up for Gundy. Uh, my play, little little interesting play. Give me Florida Atlantic heading into UAB. UAB's bad at football. Uh, this is solely just fading UAB. Um, I saw this line come out at even, and I loved it immediately. So – Give me Florida Atlantic against UAB. We'll get a little bit of that Florida Atlantic March Madness magic. Uh, but, yeah, give me Florida Atlantic money line. Uh, line's at even now. I'm not sure where it'll go from here, but uh, I would just take it money line uh, if it's going to be close to it. So, um, yeah, Florida Atlantic, that's my play. It's gross, there but it's going to hit. <laughs> there we and go. I, so, the him this. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm debating. I want to add Army so bad. I just – 
they just Air Force the wagon. Don't do I it. No, but eighteen points. The over under is like twenty nine or thirty. Yeah, yeah. Give me Air, Air Force the wagon. Yeah. Air Force the wagon. I, I wanted to add it. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Don't fade them. They're a wagon. So long episode tonight, um, but happy we can get it out on a, on a late Thursday night. Um, and you'll, you'll be able to listen to it Friday before for the plays on Saturday. So big week upcoming. Um, another another week of college football playoff implications. Um, so we'll be watching for that. And then we'll be back on Sunday to recap it all. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a packed week. We're excited. So that's that's all I got, Connor. Long episode tonight. Uh, we've been going for – I feel it feels like three hours. So um, I think I'm done talking for now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm 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 winded. Um, we we <laughs> lost in playoff basketball too. We got like cooked. We lost ninety five to fifty five. Um, so I'm on fumes right now. Um, it, it's time it's time for dinner. I haven't even eaten yet. It's like eleven thirty. So <laughs> I'm, he's so I'm committed starving. to the podcast. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I got for tonight. With that, go blue, go pirates. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of First and Him. While gambling is discussed in this podcast, the views of the producers are strictly opinions of their own, and gambling is not promoted nor endorsed by First and Him. If you believe you have a problem, please call the National Gambling Hotline at 1-800-522-4700. Thanks for listening, and keep being him.